Welcome to Mommy Making Millions, the podcast. I'm your hostess, Marquita Deshay, mompreneur mentor, author, and visionary strategist. I help mompreneurs develop balance between their businesses and their babies while attaining generational wealth, simply taking their ideas and helping them to turn it into profitable income. Join me bi-weekly as I put the spotlight on other successful millionaire mompreneurs for them to also share their best business practices and truly unveil what it looks like from the glamorous life to the deep, dark, nitty-gritty life of a mompreneur. Before we get started, I also want to take a moment to highlight our special guest for this week and my personal co-host, Nakia Lundy. She's a hair augmentation specialist. Ooh, I said that wrong. She's a hair augmentation specialist. Let me put some respect on her name. Founder and CEO of Intrigue Hair. She's also a one-stop shop from all women of all ethnicities with over 16 years of experience in the hair care industry she specializes in artificial hair integration hair extension hair losses hair pieces wigs and non-surgical hair replacement Nakia also has a BA in organizational leadership from Charter Oak State College and received her cosmetology certification from Blaine Beauty School she's a member of American of the American Hair Loss Council and listen she's also getting ready to open up the V, put some respect to her name. Happy Women's International Month. <clears throat> but she's also getting ready to open up the first black, okay, the first black hair care beauty school in Massachusetts. So if you're ready to tune in and listen to how this mommy million, millionaire is killing it in the game, not only in the business industry, but also she's going to give us some real estate gems. And I want y'all to take your pencil, your paper, and listen in. Let's do this. Welcome back, Mommy Millionaires. All right, so I'm going to jump right into it because I always say, let's get into it. We have an amazing guest, but you guys already know that. Um, Today, I didn't know what to really name this episode because, Nakia, you have such an amazing resume. I mean, you're like, you're real life Mommy Make a Million out here in these streets, girl. Um, We have our special guest, Nakia Lundy, on the episode today, and we're going to call this episode Million Dollar Real Estate Beauty. Right, so we're gonna be <laughs> as like putting the beauty over the uh, real estate because you know we can't put you into a box. You know, like you just really just don't fit there. So we're gonna be talking about some of the transitions that you experience and how you've ge- how you've generated streams of income for your business. So give us a little bit about yourself. Tell the the moms who you are. Well, I am the CEO and co-founder of Intriguing Hair. That was my first business, which is a hair extension and wig store. It's um, in Boston, Massachusetts. We also have an e-commerce website, intriguinghair.com, where you can purchase hair extensions, wig, and hair pieces. Um, we have two main customers, one being African-American women, and then the other being women from all ethnicities experiencing medical hair loss. Um, I recently, um, in March of last year, purchased, um, well, the building that um, houses our location. It has five um, commercial properties and four residential. And we recently just re- finished a renovation, like a four bedroom. It's upstairs and downstairs. And it was extremely expensive because of COVID. Um, but um, I'm pretty, ex- you know, I'm happy. And I'm actually partnering with someone and we're uh, about to open up 
the only black owned um, cosmetology and aesthetic school in Massachusetts. So I'm pretty excited about that as well. Wow. Talk about happy women history month, right? Yes, <laughs> that is amazing. That's super amazing. Okay. So I'm trying to understand where to even dive deep into what it is that you were saying because of the simple fact you have so much going on. Um, where did this inspiration even come from? Um, I would say, you know, like I grew up uh, not with a lot and I, you know, I didn't want to stay on that traje trajectory. Like, you know, I just, I, my mom was addicted to drugs. She was a single parent. She was never around. I'm the oldest of five children. Um, so I kind of was like that parent role and I kind of didn't want to have that for myself as I got older. Like, you know, I, I just, I always knew I wanted more out of life than what was given to me. So I, you know, I just worked hard, worked hard at everything that I have, to be honest, took it day by day. <laughs> but I think like, for me, the question is like, you had so much going on. Why not go into doing something like doing a childcare business? Like how did mm -hmm. it become your baby? Your original well, you know what? I've always, it's like something I've always loved and I've always been passionate about hair. Like I, I would like buy hair extensions, like, you know, go to the beauty supply store when I had extra money at like 13 and to buy hair and play around with it in the, in the um, bathroom and stuff. I went mm -hmm. to cosmetology school at 17. Honestly, you know, I was a love, but it wasn't like, I didn't know, you know, that was like, I think was the easiest option for me. I, I know a lot of black women, they just go to cosmetology school just to, like, you know, you don't know what you want to do. Um, and then from there, my first job out of cosmetology school, um, I worked at a hot hair augmentation studio. So that got me into like the hair pieces, which I already, you know, we was always doing tracks and 27 pieces, stuff like that. But I think that made it more like, you know, like, oh, wow, I can make a lot of money doing this. Um, so kind of just worked itself out. Um, at 10 years ago, I started intriguing hair. Um, I have been working for Verizon and they had did, done a series of layoffs. And I think it was like the third layoff. And I really had already wanted to start my own business. And I thought, hmm, this would be the perfect time. I had already been like selling hair on the side to people I know, like my friends and family and stuff like that. So I just said, let me just go all into it. And I think it was just like the right time. It was like right before Instagram, like got really big. It was like right, at, I think right at the, just the right moment. I can't hear you. That will probably help we come off mute. So I was saying, so you probably got started around 2024, 2020, 2014, 2015. Is that around the time? That I started my, I got Stop. formalized in 2013. So I'd say maybe like 2012. Like I okay. had to start, you know, like doing it, like not really formalized yet, but you know, it was like 2013. I remember August, 2013 is when um I created my LLC. I know that for a fact. Got it. Because when you were saying like Instagram before it got popular, I know I started my boutique in 2014 and I, I summarized my story around that timeline. So you're right. You got started very early in the hair care industry. Um, and what I like truly most about what you're saying is, you know, I was the oldest. Um, a lot of the responsibility did fall on me. Um, I wanted to be a generational curse breaker. You You definitely did that. And then not only that, um, what I also love about, because I was looking at some of your marketing, you know, I always kind of like pry a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, and so your marketing is is amazing. You know, like when we think about hair care business and we think about um, 
just what really truly differentiates us in the marketplace. What I love most about your what you're saying to me in your story is not so much that I just sell bundles. I don't just sell bundles. Like you stated, I do hair augmentation. This is a totally different ball game. Um, and then for, for people that are losing, you know, hair, you're, you're so you're, you're restoring that beauty back to women and to be able to position yourself as an expert in your industry in that form. I think that that's why your business really has sustained probably thus far. Um, and then just to kind of go back to some of the marketing that you had, I see the influencers that you were using very early on. Um, and I think that that's big. So what inspired you to even use influencers? Well, you know what? It's interesting that you said, like, just what you were saying is I always thought, like, when you do anything, I always wanted to be the best so that a customer can't question my legitimacy. Like, mm -hmm. if everything looks just like, you know, really spectacular, it's like, there's no questioning. Is, is this legit business? If, is, you know, like, so that's what mm -hmm. I, I always wanted to make sure that it just looked like legitimate, like that I looked like the, the top players in the game. I remember when... I started, I think like Indique was like, like really big then. And I was like, I have to be like, so similar. Oh, to I remember them. I remember that company. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I had to be so, and they're like headquartered out of Boston, even though they have locations in a lot of different States. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I had to be on that level so that when someone wanted to buy from them, I would be considered an option. Um, and then, you know, I, when Instagram first came out, I was like, and like, it was really, really big. Like I would get all, like I went to like major cities, like Atlanta, um, Atlanta was big for me. LA was big for me. And then I just ch chose girls that had huge followings of women. Um, and that, you know, like just them showing their everyday lifestyle before, like, like lifestyle branding was a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that helped me as well. Mm -hmm. So the vision was there. And I love the fact that you said you, you, you did a lot of, I don't know if you knew it back then, but you were doing competitive research and market research um, and knowing who are the top dogs, top players in your industry. And you're basically saying I can be just as good, if not better than them. And I don't even hear people talk about Indie Care anymore, you know, no shade to them or anything like that. But mm -hmm. I remember like wanting the best hair and I'm here in Chicago. Um, and I remember wanting the best hair and they, to me back then, they definitely did have the best bundles. So to see your vision and for you to say, you know, I want to be like the best, I want my name running in the best. Um, and then, I mean, like, we're going to continue to talk about this back in 2000 and what do you say? 12, 13, mm -hmm. like, where were you getting funded? Cause we weren't talking about no PPP loans. Yeah. You know, we weren't talking about um, people just getting business loans being handed out to you. Like, where was this funding even coming from? Well, unfortunately, I did a really bad thing, which in high, I think it's probably one of the worst. real on the Mommy Make a Million spot. Yes, yes. So never do this. Never do this. And, you know, like you never learn things until you actually go through them, which is sad for like black people in general. Um, but what I did was when I had left my job at Verizon, I cashed out my 401k. And I didn't know at the time that you can get a loan, no matter what amount that your 401k is, you can get a business loan for that exact amount, um, which, you know, like that was just uh, like ridiculous. I think I lost like 30% of whatever my 401k was because I cashed it out early. So, you know, it was, but I mean, I bet on myself, I don't regret it, but I it just, I would never advise anyone to do that in the future. <laughs> Well, if it makes you feel better, when my job fired me back then and I started my boutique business, I was like, cha-ching to the 401k. <laughs> <laughs> because 
Because you're right. You know, we don't know. There was no guidance there. You know, it's not like we have a 20 year term life insurance policy we can borrow against. It's not like we have generational wealth. And again, nobody was handing out like, here you go. Here's even grants. Like, I just don't know grants being sold. Like, I don't know if, if, if we're in a time now where um, we as entrepreneurs are making um, the path easier for a lot of people behind us, as we should. So I do see a lot of um, uh, non-for-profit or uh, organizations that are now funding business owners. And it's amazing to see, but I know what you were going through back in 2012, 2013, trying to figure out how to get this done without funding. So I just definitely commend you on that. And I don't want to um, skip over that before we get to talking about really you diversifying your portfolio, because I want you to just really realize, and I want someone else that's listening to identify like truly how far you've come, because maybe their credit sucks, you know, maybe they don't have the business funding, maybe they don't have the 401k. I think one year I was funding my business with my taxes every year. It was awful. It was horrible. But me, people need to understand like, hey, don't make this mistake. I never knew you can borrow against uh, and take a loan out you know, like the way you were saying it. So um, that's the reason why we have these conversations. And it's just to allow us to, you know, make that, that connection and be the bridge to the next woman, the next mother, the next CEO, truly boss up um, where she is in her business. So thank you for sharing that. So, all right. So we have the hair care business going. We have the influencer mm-hmm. marketing going. Um, the hair business is booming. What made you transition into real estate? Because I believe you said you had four commercial properties and five commercial properties and four residential. Did I get that right? I have two. I forgot. I have another two family that I have. So yeah. Um. Actually, well, if so I give could go us back, the facts. give us the facts. Well, you know, if I could go back, I, well, this is the thing I know about real estate. Real estate creates the most millionaires. If I had extra money, that's what I would invest it in. You know, like even my industry, the hair industry is so like fickle. It's up and down. Real estate builds generational wealth. Mm. I bought my first property at 24. Um, I got an FHA loan. Um, I only had to, I only had to pay like 3% down. Um, and right now, like, just like how you said grants, there's so many programs now than ever before. Like, um, I think they have like, even in my state, they, ha- they give you like $50,000 down, $50, down to buy a property which basically is a down payment for FHA loan. You only need a 620 credit score. So I bought my first property at 24 for 230,000. It was a two family, but it had a lot of land. It was bad. Like I remember when I was bringing, I brought my like family to look at it. There was like, what kind of midget house is like, it was bad. Like, it was like, you sure you're going to live here? I was like, it's going to be mine. So what? I don't even care. Now, right now that house that I bought for 230,000, it's now worth eight hundred thousand. So, wow! And that was maybe that was twelve years ago. So you know, see how much equity that I can now use that equity to purchase another property. Um, and then actually, I'm planning on actually building nine units on that extra land, which you know, like. So I always say, just start. And then I all the first thing I did was too is I the first property I bought was a multifamily because I wanted to get. I knew that you know, just in case something happened. I have that extra source of income to pay the mortgage. And most of times, like, you know, like, honestly, most rent is more than the mortgage. Like, especially where I'm at, where I live, Boston, real estate rental is extremely high. I always advise people to always buy if you can, because you're going to pay less. 
you're going to pay less. Like the average, like, let me see. Hmm. A three family in Boston right now is like 2,700 to almost 3,000. A mortgage on that same property is like 1,200. So, wow. You know, like it makes sense to buy. Like it just makes yeah. sense. Um, I saw a, a, a post and I don't know if you saw this post lately. They were saying this, it was a mom and her kids inside of this like really shacked up um it was a terrible it was looked like very ran down abandoned property but it was saying that the, and i don't know how true this is but it was uh the caption says she took her income taxes and she bought two properties did you see that post i didn't see that i didn't see that and it's the most raggediest property ever but the vision is there it's like ha 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 y'all laughing but this is property you know like monopoly you know, once I get in here, you know, however I want to utilize, we don't know what fund she's getting ready to put into this building, um, these two homes, but she got the property. She has the land. She has the real estate to do that. So, wow. Okay. So started off at 230,000 and now over almost 800 plus, 800,000 plus. Mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. And I don't know if nobody heard you say, I can take that money and invest that into something else i'm actually getting ready to build land and make even more money on that property so i love the fact that you that's why i have to call this million dollar real estate <laughs> beauty it was like the beauty you know like what are we gonna yeah. call it we, we can't sleep on what got you started and then we we're, we want to make sure um that we're being true and then i love the fact that you said i got a fha loan like let Let's not overthink this process. So to a mom that's, li that's listening, keep it basic. Stop thinking that you have to have the $400 million house or the $400,000 house. You know, keep it basic. Focus on your credit score. Do what you can. Utilize the system. There are a lot, there are a lot of um, grants out there for first-time home buyers. Use mm -hmm. this. Have the vision and just don't settle for where you are. So I, I appreciate that you're saying that. What were some of the risks when you first got started? Because I know it sounds good really now, but when you first got started in that building, what the heck were you doing? I don't even know what I was doing. <laughs> so my husband, um, who was my boyfriend at the time, um, he was into construction, but his dad had was a builder and they were in the construction, but they was like those construction workers that it took 10 years to finish. Like, you know, <laughs> so it was, you know, it he did a lot of the work. He did a lot of the work. And honestly, it took a very long time. It probably took five years for him to finish um, one of the apartments. Anything. Like, <laughs> it was just, but you know, he was working and he was, we, he was, but it was just like, okay, but we, we, we just, and Learning. we did a lot yeah. of the work ourselves. We did a lot of the work ourselves. I'm not a laborer. So it used to, I, I remember one time I was standing a wall. I can go back to this. I remember standing on a wall and just crying because I was like, <laughs> How the hell do these people do this? Because there was not, no progress happening after hours. I'm like, I just started crying. Like, oh my God, like this is too much for me. Like, I can't do this. Mm -mm. Isn't this saying like, laugh now, cry later? We're going to reverse that. Cry yeah. now, laugh yeah. later. Like, like, mm -mm. It was this bad. Is, <laughs> this is, man, I'm so proud of you. I just want to say that. Like, I'm so, I appreciate I'm so that. Because I know that wasn't easy. You know, I know that that wasn't easy. And so, for someone looking to expand their business, because you know, sometimes people hear seven streams of income and they just start this business not working. Let me start a t-shirt line. The t-shirt online not starting. Let me build a spa business. The spa business just ain't working right now. Let me start filing taxes. Mm -hmm. The tax business ain't working like right now. Let me decide I want to be a coach. 
what would you say to someone that wants to diversify their portfolio, but they are not sure how it is going to, um, they're, they're just not sure where to even start? I mean, I think it's always important to find things that you are passionate and love so that even in the hard times, it's not like work. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I, you know, like I've started things that I, like, I was like, Ooh, I've seen other people do it. I'm like, Oh, it could be easy for me. And I was just like, I didn't know the market well enough to do it. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, sometimes you're looking out, like I always tell people, like you're looking outside thinking everything's great, but you don't know all of the issues and the problems, especially like the hair. I try to tell people sometimes like the hair industry itself, like to source hair is very like, you know, you're getting it from another country. You're going to be dealing with like people. Like sometimes they don't even want you to use PayPal. They want you to use Western Union. There's no, um, you know, like you can't recourse if something, if they send you bad hair. So yeah. you're just like, I think like you should have some knowledge of the industry. And there's so many free resources. I tell people like, people think that it's so hard to start a business, but there's so many like programs now more than ever before. With the George Floyd thing, all these different organizations, I was telling someone just, I did, a, um, I did this training the other day and I was like, Chase has a program, Citizens Bank, Bank of America, Verizon. They all have programs now that you can sign up for free, put your email, and you could do all these free re like classes about different things, about marketing, mm -hmm. about financing. Um, but I think more than anything, you just should be passionate about it. Like, don't just think, oh, like if you really think, oh, I'm just going to make a lot of money in it, it's probably not going to work out because you got to be okay when it's bad too. Like, you know, like it takes time to build, like it takes time to build. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to, it's like, there are those exceptions. Like I tell people like everyone thinks that they could be Ming Lee. There are that, there, that unique exception, but for the most part, everybody has to put the work in. And I would say you have to work, put the work in or you have to pay to play and pay to play means you need a lot of money to make it happen. And a lot of us don't have that. So Put in the work and is i think like you know just usually the the um route that most black people have to take is putting the work in so i just say be um you know i like just love what you're doing but i was always against multiple streams to be honest like i was like i always focused on here and then it then i realized that it's not like sometimes when markets dry up you do need those extra um sources of income so i do like that younger people like you know people in their 20s they're like diversifying more like in the beginning versus like someone my age where I didn't, I started later. Like I, you know, I wish I did start earlier, but I was just thinking I needed to just be the expert in this field and this field was going to do well. But then look at COVID happened. And if I had only one source of income, I'd probably be on the streets. So, you know. Wow. You said a mouthful, Nakia. I know, right? I <laughs> no, it's a good, it's a good mouthful. It makes you sit there and think because, um, I try to always listen to whoever I'm interviewing and I try to pick out, you know, something that they're saying that I think or believe truly resonates. But I also have a guest where I feel like they are dropping not only just gems, because we always like to, oh, she dropped gems. No, you dropped some life, real life, life lessons that can be utilized and applied, you know. There's so many free resources out there. If you want it bad enough, go and research, find it. Um, you definitely do have to pay to play. If you don't have the time to uh, play, then you need to have the money to 
pay, okay? And a lot of us don't have that. So a lot of people getting started, I'll say, um, definitely don't have that. And so never forgetting just like where you're coming from, but also keeping that focus about where you're going. Um, and then some of the lessons. So I want to talk about some of the lessons that you feel like you've learned. Like what were some of your biggest lessons that you learned in either your hair company or um, in real estate? I, I would say the biggest lesson I would lear have learned um, is that I can't do it alone. And I need to, like, there are mentors, there are people that can help me. Like, you know, I don't have all the answers. And sometimes if I just followed what I think I know, it, it's more costly than asking for help. Because, you know, like, I think I was, I, I'm getting out of that, but I'm a very prideful person. And I thought, you know, like, it's like, I don't like asking for it. Even though I have lots of people that say, if you ever need anything, I never utilize them as, as I should. Um, so I think it's important to always talk to people that even have done what you are trying to do because they can just like, you know, just having a conversation, you'll get something out of it. Like, Oh shoot. Yeah. I I'm going the wrong direction. I shouldn't, you know, like I shouldn't do it that way. I should do it this way. So, um, you know, that's what I would say. And then just making sure that I have people that, you know, like a lot of my mentors tell me this is that to really grow your business, you can't be working in your business. You can't be doing the daily tasks. So yeah. delegating that and being okay with, with that is like, you know, like I have to be, I used to be so hard. Like have to be like every, like, I'm like, no, I have to see what they're doing. It's okay to inspect what you expect, but you got to give people free will to like, you know, do it their way too. Um, so yeah, I would say that was the biggest le lesson giving other people the reins and learning to do that and to reaching out to people that I know, or even new people, or making sure I network, going to different business events. Like, I would go to a business events, like, I'm going to go, and then I would just sit in the corner and not say anything to anyone. And then just, you know, like, you know, like, just making sure, I just recently, like, um, Shopify invited me to New York. I was like, you know what, I'm going to go. I yes. went, I met so many different people. Like, yes. I'm at this exhibition, we might be partnering with something, and just like, sometimes it's just starting the conversation, because you yes. never know who anybody is like you never never know like so how when I got the building I had a problem with um getting funding I'm I just talked to this older white lady that was across the street she ended up being um a program manager for an affordable housing um nonprofit, and she wow. connected me with a lender that was able to give me affordable rate like you just never know who people yeah. are so you know like don't judge people based on how they look or don't, you know, don't be afraid of thinking like someone's not like, you're not enough. Like you don't have like that. You can't talk to anyone because you can just come as you are and be authentically you and you know, you have value. Like, you know, you have value. So, um, I mean, yeah. Nakia, you just keep going on and on and on and on and on and on, girl. You're giving <laughs> the real gems. Like, I like it. You know, you never know who you're talking to though. That's yeah. the real thing. Like I'm on the airplane talking to whoever. Like, what you doing? You know what I mean? Like, you never know who people really are. Um, and I think that that's the significance and the beauty of building those connections. I love the fact that um, you talked about, you talked about a couple of things. And I can remember these things that you said, actually, because these are things that I preach, right? These are things that I live by. Um, and when you're talking to mommy making millions, we need to understand. And maybe sometimes people need to hear from somebody else, right? So let's, let's back this up. You need a mentor, you need a coach, get the experts to come in. 
get the strategist to come in you know use your best judgment but you can only grow to the level that you're supported you can only grow to the level that um that you understand so having other people come in um having coaches and mentors they're helping you get there quicker right it's not to say you don't know what you're doing it's not to say that um you don't already have value but it's saying that you know i am not the expert in this and i mean ceos we do this all the time the next thing you mentioned was delegate. As moms, we do feel like we're super high achieving. We could do everything, you know, and um, sometimes in order for us to be able to truly advance to that next level as the true CEO, we have to be able to build a team that's going to support us. We need that infrastructure there. Otherwise, we're going to collapse because we can't do it all. Like I've heard the saying also say, like, if your vision only includes you, you're not dreaming big enough. And so what, what you're doing is, is is essential, you know, then you talked about getting in the room, you know, we're doing the 2023 Mommy Making Millions Pros and Prosperities brunch. And people ask me all the time, you know, I remember going to an event broke one year, like I spent probably over $1,200 on the ticket, another 500 plus on the flight, another $800 on the hotel room. I had enough change to get me something to eat at the event, but when, can I tell the truth? But when I got into the room, like I looked good, like I prepared, right? I prepared, um, and I had like I guess emergency money, but I was I was very particular and strategic that I needed to get into that room because I didn't have the connections. So for somebody that doesn't have the connection, you need to get into these rooms and build them. The life that we want, the connections that we want, the the businesses that we're trying to. Build, they're not going to be built from us just being at home behind the computers and not taking that next step. I love the fact that you talked about even Shopify. You know, like I know none of these people that are going to probably be in this room, but the connections, the value of the connections is everything. So I love having you here on the Mommy Making Millions po uh, podcast. I think that you're you're showing proof why you're being why you have um had so much success thus far and i know it's not always easy so let's talk about that what are some times where you really felt like giving up have you ever felt like i can't do this this isn't working because we're gonna talk about the good right but let's talk mm -hmm. about the nitty gritty like you know what forget it yeah i mean i, I was really there um rather recently i as i would say okay so 2020 when the pandemic happened our uh business had to be shut down because all businesses had to be shut down and then like some people decided to like vandalize and break through break my go through my store steal all this stuff and at the time i didn't have insurance that happened i was literally i remember i was on the bed i couldn't even get up i was like i can't take it no more like and then i had just remodeled that was the thing too i had just remodeled so i was like oh my god like I was like, they're gonna kill me. I just can't take it no more. I like, I had to even go to therapy over it. It was, which I was always against therapy. Like, you know, I was like, oh, I don't know if I need to talk to somebody, but it allowed me to talk to someone. It brought like a lot of things that I hadn't even, I put in the back burner from like childhood. So that was great. But um, so yeah, no, I was really depressed because I was like, what am I gonna do? Yeah, like my employees, I have to pay my employees. You know, like I was like, I have to pay my employees. All my inventory is basically gone um you know like I how did to, you climb out of that how did you climb out of that i mean i just put faith in god um i'm such a big believer in like you know when you could be I, I there's i've told someone this recently because they were like they did a post like i'm done i quit it's over mm -hmm. for me they cried and i called them up and i said there's been so many times i was feeling just like you 
and over a 10 year span, I've had that moment so many times, like it's over. I remember I had, um, I had like old, I, one of my accountants had been stealing money from me and he hadn't been paying my sales tax. The IRS contacted me and they basically was saying like, I had to pay like 30 or I think it was like 30 to 50,000. I didn't have it. And they froze all my bank accounts. They were like, we're going to put a lock on your door. And they was going to put a big sign, like an orange sign. I was like, oh my God, like that is going to be so embarrassing. They're going to post like, you know, someone's going to see it and post it on social media. But I'm just such a firm believer in that when you just like, just believe in God, just random things will happen. Like just magically. Like, again, I knew someone, um, my husband, I talked to him, told him what happened. He contacted his friend who was an accountant. I had a meeting with them. They used to work for the IRS. They were able based on their own personal relationship with the IRS and to make a, a payment arrangement, even though they said that it was no payment arrangement that could be made. I had to pay the lump sum and it was going to happen. So there, there are so many times when it's like death is on your doorstep and then just randomly things just happen positively. And I always say like, life's like a roller coaster. Like, like you know, you'll, you'll have downs, but you're going to, what's, once you're down, what's going to happen? It's just, you can just come back up. That's just all that's going to happen. So, um, you know, there's been so many times there's been countless times and I was like, Oh my God, it's over. Like, you know, like there's no money. I don't know how I'm going to pay my, my employees. I don't know how I'm going to get inventory and just things miraculously work out. And I also am a firm believer on sacrifice. Like, you know, like I know I'm about to do a school right now and I can't make, I'm, I, I usually, when I do podcasts, I'd be having my makeup done. I can't do that. I got to stop having my nails done. I got to stop going out. There's some, a level of sacrifice that you have to take to get to the next level. As long as you sacrifice something, you know, you could use that money sometimes, like how you said with your taxes, like, I've done that before. Um, every, you know, like you've just got to make sacrifices for yourself to, to get to the next level. And I believe in like, you know, always helping people too, because I can always go to my network. Like, you know, like it's always you, people sometimes expect to always receive, like you always have to, you also have to be a giver. Like I make sure that I am, a, I'm a mentor at a accelerator program for black people. I give my time to them because there's someone that has given their time to me. Like I make, you know, you have to make sure you do those things. You have to, life is giving take. It's not always about always getting from someone because you never know when you do need that person, but you also should be giving back as well. Wow. I feel like it's no way for anybody to, enough. and it's no way for anybody to not listen to anything that you said and not use some of these tangible. Um, hold not, on, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I hold on one second? I'm sorry. Hello. I want to keep up because I know we got, we're pressed on our time, but I want to say that I'm just extremely thankful to have you. Like, we're going to have to come back and have another part two. So I always say that, like, I'm always saying that because mm -hmm. I, I don't want us to get lost in, in, in the thought of some of the things that you're saying, but I feel like we was about to have plastic collection plate at one point, but what you're saying was so essential. It's so valuable. And it's no point. It's no reason why you are not in the position that you're in today. So I definitely thank you. What's next for you? Well, obviously the cosmetology school, um, that's a huge undertaking. Um, and I'm pretty excited about that. 
like super excited. Um, when I, I knew that if I did do another business, I needed a partner and I just like racked my mind. And then the first person I thought of, I reached out to them and they were super excited to be on board and they brought something even bigger to the table. So that's what's next. And, um, you yeah, know, I'm super excited about that. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Nakia. We appreciate you. I'm going to make sure I drop all of your information inside of our podcast notes and our show notes. Um, and so you can be found on Intriguing Hair at Intriguing Hair on Instagram. Anywhere else that people can find Everything's you. under Intriguing Hair. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, our website, intriguinghair.com. Um, if you need, have any questions, if you're in the beauty industry, you have questions about real estate, feel free to reach out to me. I'm always an open book. So yeah, and, and I know we didn't have a lot of time to talk about it, but you also do credit repair as well. Yes, I do. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. these are things that do go together, right? Right. So they yep. help and build business credit. Um, you know, I I kind of just it, I started to help to do it for myself, and then you know, I, I other people, entrepreneurs, business owners needed it, so I said, hmm, let's start a business doing it. <laughs> I love it. You solved your own problem. That's how businesses are started. You solve one problem and then you you feel like you feel like you got the cheat code and you can show someone else to do it. So thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you. Much success and blessings to you on your endeavors. And I'll be checking in on you, girl. All right. Thank you. This was an enjoyable conversation. Girl, if this episode blessed you, listen, I'm just going to ask that you would continue to leave me a review, not only a review, but just to be honest about where you are really feeling, what you're really feeling about this episode um, so that I can continue to bring you more episodes like this one here. In addition, if you are not joining us May 7th here in Chicago for the Mommy Making Millions 2023 brunch, listen, we're getting ready to have a transformational experience in the room. Get in the room tickets are now on sale on our website on the mommy making millions website on marquita deshay website hey just click the show notes and you also see the link there down below where you can actually join us get a seat in the room mommy millionaire your next is now and i want to see you there in the room we are bold about who we're becoming and so i can't really explain what's gonna happen but just know that it's about to go down so if you've enjoyed this episode and you're wanting more i'll see you not only at the mommy making millions 2023 brunch but i'm also looking forward for you to just sharing your feedback and letting us know so that more people can know about the mommy making millions podcast